Jason Lee Podcast. All right, welcome back for our all-new episode of the Jason Lee Podcast. Even though Rob's back and we have a slight bit more of applause, I'm going to go ahead and let this play. Let me, we got so much going on, I'm just going to let this play. I'm not sorry. Period. Because I, I feel like we earned all of that. What? 100%. I mean, we're working hard. I think, I think we're working harder than we've ever worked, right? Yes, it's nonstop, and there's just more coming. But it's because there's so many blessings happening. Absolutely. I mean, we have, I mean, we Rob wasn't here. We missed you last week. We had a great conversation, Marina and I. Uh, there were no racist jokes or anything inappropriate. In fact, <laughs> this is a wholesome podcast. We're, we're going to at least get through 10 minutes of every show that we ever do in a way that doesn't get us demonetized. No cussing. That's our new goal. Uh, but no, I'm happy to be back. I, first, before I even get into what we've been doing in Miami, let me tell you about last night. I have to, I, I just have to, where's the bomb at? I'm sorry. Um, shout out to the Recording Academy. The Grammys got it. Right. Last night, uh, I flew back from Miami and did a lot of running around, a lot of different things. But I went to uh, a taping that the Recording Academy did, the Grammys, of the 50th anniversary and hip hop special. And I have to say to Harvey Mason, to uh, the whole team over there, Andy Cox, um, just everybody, Ryan, Everybody over at the Recording Academy, y'all did your big one yesterday. You did a proper tribute to hip hop. There were so many iconic stars there. The visuals were perfect. The 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 atmosphere felt safe. <laughs> because, you know, BT Hip Hop Awards, I just never go because I just think that it's always going to be a shoot 'em up bang bang, you know? Uh it is always something going on. Uh, shout out to Jesse Collins. Let me go ahead and give you a bomb because you produced the hell out of that. You are Jesse Collins, if you don't know, is one of the best producers in the business, hands down. Bar none, nobody can touch Jesse. Um, he also does the BET Awards, and I'm sure he works with whatever he got over there. But yesterday, they did their big one. They did it at the YouTube Center or the YouTube Theater out in Inglewood. So they did it in the community. Let's start with that. They did it in the community in a very beautiful uh, venue. They had every hip hopper that I could think about from the 80s, the 90s. The show opens. I don't want to give too much away because it was taped for TV, but it opened with Queen Latifah and all the ladies of hip hop from JJ Fad to Sha Roxanne Shantae, Lotto. Am I giving away too many details? Mm -mm. Okay. This was a really well thought out situation. Everybody was there from Chance the Rapper to T.I. to Jeezy to Rakim, Remy Ma. Um, who else was there? Um, there were just so, MC Light. I mean, let's go. Lady of Rage. Uh, Warren G. I mean, they went by section. So the South, the West Coast, the East Coast. I mean, y'all did your big one. I heard Will Smith showed up and performed. I wasn't there. I hope I'm not giving away too many details, but I'm just so excited to tell you that they actually did it right. Oh, Cool J was there. Chloe Bailey. Um, lots of people were there and I thought they did a phenomenal job. And the, the, you know, whenever it comes to the culture and people that uh, often don't look like us that own those platforms because nobody black owns the recording Academy, but there are black people running it. Harvey Mason is a black man. He's a CEO. You got Ryan, who's a vice president. He's black. Andy, she ain't black, but she might as well be. She runs all the communication over there. She does a great job. The whole team did a phenomenal job. I was looking for ways to be critical because I'm always side-eyeing 
uh, everybody and everywhere that I go. But I was so proud at how they put so much thought into it. Just And to see the Lady of Rage out there performing. DJ Quick, The Loonies, Too Short. I mean, y'all celebrated hip-hop. For those people that weren't there, they had all their names in a scroll around the whole stage. So they were still there. Right? It was just crazy. So Kanye's name was there. Um, you know, Cardi, everybody that was, uh, the name was there that wasn't there, but you have to watch it. I don't know when it airs. This is free promo, I guess. But uh, I will also say to Harvey, you know, there's been so many issues with the Recording Academy and the Grammys, uh, you know, being shady towards black media or whatever. Harvey and his team have been intentional about making sure that uh, they take care of black media. Shout out to Valicia, who's no longer there. She was one of the presidents. She's moving on back over to Google. But they did a great job of making sure that we felt inclusive. But Harvey walked up to me to make sure that I was happy with the seat that I was in. I was happy with the seat. I'm getting closer to the front. Uh, they still have me behind the wall where I can't get to everybody. Mm. But, you know, it, that's it's only because those are camera seats for the people who are participating. I'm not participating. And I would just be down there kind of looking around like a fan. Uh, but I did have a great time and hats off to you guys. You guys did a phenomenal job. They had an open bar. They had food. Um, now, the dress code, everybody was kind of all over the place with the dress code because I think people thought I'm going for something for the Grammy. So some people wore their best church gown. And then all of us that knew we were going there for hip hop, we showed up looking hip hop ish. Um, and shout out to our friend Jill, who is a Taylor Swift groupie. She was somewhere in the back with Remy. And Flavor Flav. It was her black night. <laughs> God, I shout out to her. Uh, but Rob has been flying back and forth between L.A. and Miami every single... Let me give Rob an applause to him. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Every single week. Every single week, Rob is racking up these flyer miles, going back and forth to Miami uh, to launch a very, very important initiative called Healthcare Unlocked. It's a new partnership with our friend Money Matt and his company, Enhanced Health, which is the largest health insurance company helping uh, low-income families and families that look like us and communities that we grew up in get access to affordable healthcare, in some cases, zero-dollar healthcare. Rob, talk about it really quick because I know that we've launched it. We are now hiring. So if you're an insurance agent and you got your agency stuff, Rob will have to tell you what them requirements are. You know, we are hiring and we are actually paying you to do the work, unlike, you know, people out there that don't pay their employees. Uh, Rob, talk about healthcare unlock. Yeah, so we are now officially a licensed uh, agency, and we can facilitate the process of signing up people who qualify for affordable care. Um, most people who do call qualify for, like you said, zero dollar a month uh, uh, premium. So basically, the government gives you a subsidy um, that pays for your healthcare for the year, and you pay nothing unless you go into the doctor. There are some costs, like you know, a fee to visit the doctor. But overall, it's like a great opportunity for people to have coverage in the event that anything happens and they need healthcare. So, um, yeah, healthcare unlocked, look it up, give a call and the agent will answer the call and, and guide you through the process of getting signed up for it. Mind you, here's the image of me taking a picture in the office in Miami, um, that I designed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you take that. Rob designs everything. I just take credit <laughs> for it all. <laughs> But it's so well done. I mean, again, we took our branding over there to enhance because we want to enhance the experience for people who walk by. And unfortunately, we can't steal the agents from the other uh, agencies there because I know when they walk by and see how lit ours is, you know, they want to be a part of what we got going on. But, you know, our branding is important. Shout out to our graphics team and Rob and everybody who's designed and everything. And so, yeah, we are a licensed uh, mm -hmm. insurance company now. Hollywood Unlocked, a part of our, one of our divisions at 
healthcare unlock. See, building a brand is all about expansion. We have the audience now. The four million of you, because it'll be four million soon, can watch Krishan and hear her talk about her child and being a single mom and her journey of giving birth and all that. Four million of you can also access Healthcare Unlocked and get signed up for health insurance. I mean, a lot of us out there, we don't go to the doctor until we need that Tussin. Uh, but Tussin don't save everything. And that's why I'm telling you, as somebody who lost 132 pounds, as somebody who's in therapy every week, a person who has his sexual health, uh, wellness journey um, and is on prep and is still actively out there fucking, um, you know, I know the importance of being able to uh, prevent things from happening. And part of having healthcare is not about... You know, it's if somebody recently said having health insurance is not like having car insurance. Car insurance, you use it when you need it. Health insurance, you use it. So you use it to be preventative. You go and get your checkups. You know, I'm going to be sharing so many intimate details of my journey, my colonoscopy journey, my health uh, uh, and wellness journey, my sexual wellness journey, interviewing all my doctors. I'm going to bring all my doctors from every uh, aspect of my uh, personal journey to the table. My therapist, you're going to meet him. My colonoscopy doctor, you're going to meet him. He's a who? That, that man is funny. Uh, and think about somebody funny going up in your ass. It's crazy, but, you know, shout out to him. He did. And then also, you know, my, you know the, my doctor who did the micronutrient experience and went through that with me and all my staff. So that way I could start the process of losing all the weight, which you've watched. And I also filmed a lot of behind the scenes journey of me when I went to go get surgery. And then that after process, which was hell, I'm gonna start sharing some of that footage that I've never shared. So I was still 323 pounds. And um, then all of us uh, together with Enhanced Health, which is our partner, Matt, and his team in, in Miami, we're going to create a podcast where he and I are going to co-host and interview celebrities and influencers and people who've had their own health experiences. And the team who built our set is going to be building their set. So it's going to be top of the line. If you want to learn more information about Healthcare Unlocked and how you can get involved, you can go to hollywoodunlocked.com slash healthcare. You can scroll down and see this picture of me right here in my dapper polo shirt that Rob makes me wear when I come in the office. <laughs> Funny story, the other day I was in Miami and I went to the office wearing the, those Balenciaga silk mm -hmm. pajamas. They're not pajamas, it's my comfortable <laughs> outfit. I love wearing it because I feel like I feel like a rich white woman when I wear it, you know? Um, or a rich black woman per se. But I feel really if comfortable when I'm traveling. So I wore it and I had my slippers on and I walked in and I was completely under dress code. <laughs> The people there were looking at me crazy, but you know, I'm Jason Lee. I move how I move how I'm comfortable, you know. But um, shout out to Rob and all the work that he's doing. We've hired three people, and we're hiring another twelve people. And if you're great, if you're great at what at this in any other health insurance company or anybody that you know, your mama, your your uncle, your auntie, they're real. They're like the best at health insurance, and they want to leave and come work for a winning team, because that's what Shig Knight said at the source <laughs> words. You come on over here to Healthcare Unlocked, and you know you hit us up, and Rob uh, will help you. Do we have a jobs email? What is it? I don't think we do. We can set one up. <laughs> okay, just send it to healthcarejobs at hollywoodunlocked.com. There it is. Okay, cool. <laughs> if you don't qualify, please don't email, because Rob ain't going to spend no time with you. And if you get there and you don't perform... <laughs> That's what the whole team gonna say when you walking out the door. Not gonna happen. All right, cool. Oh, by the way, you're gonna see some of your favorite celebrities also um, promoting the campaign and all of some of our other famous uh, and, and uh, popular platforms like Hollywood Unlocked because we're all talking about how we move this together. And to also put a little pressure on the White House, we've been talking to the White House about how we can work with them and um, CMS to be able to access more people because there's millions of Americans that have not 
gotten this access and you know we don't know what's going to happen with the administration the next year and you know healthcare is always on the chopping block because this is the thing that helps you and doesn't help them and not not biden and harris but you know them the republicans and so anytime they can take away things that benefit our communities they will try and so we want to hopefully get you uh, access to that before they do that so rob i'll give you your flowers Thank you, thank you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I cussed Rob smooth out this morning. <laughs> Listen, we are we we keep saying we're a reality show because we're the cameras. Can yeah, we just cameras need to come? Can we just install cameras in here that just roll at all times? Like as soon as I walk in the door, just push the button, record. <laughs> no, but um, I'm really, really um, happy at all the work uh, that we've been able to do, and we have a very comfortable company condo. Mm-hmm. in Miami that feels almost like home. It's right there on the beach, but we on the beach and don't ever go to the beach. Nope. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's mm. crazy. Gucci and Chanel have yet to visit the condo. Uh, I know what Rob's been doing. What have you been up to? Booking these shows. I'm so happy with all the feedback and everything that's been coming together. And yeah, just been steady at it. Um, Let me go ahead and just do this because I know you guys have been in the comments. This week, because this show is going to air on Friday. Mm-hmm. So today's Today. Friday. Okay. Today's Friday. And today we're interviewing Carlissa. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is going crazy. You know, we intervi- interfaced. Uh, interfaced. <laughs> we did interface. <laughs> we interviewed Blueface and Jaden, mm-hmm. which was great. We were mm-hmm. all snipped like a Barbie after that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we had Krishan who's mm-hmm. just setting records over here, the most watched show on the Hollywood Unlocked platform since we started the company, almost 4 million views. She'll be at 4 million, hopefully by the time this airs. And then now, the Holy Trilogy. Is it Trilogy or Trinity? Trinity. The Holy Trinity will be formed once we have Carlissa on the show. What are you thinking? No one is really giving Carlissa a platform like we're about to. So I feel like shit's about to go down. How many pages of notes do we have for Chris? 20. 20 pages oh of notes. God. That's tea. Well, I look forward to that interview. Carlissa is coming and she understands that all, that there's, that no questions are off limits. Mm. And she knows that I'm going to ask her she's everything. said she's so excited to talk to you and that she has a lot to tell you. Really? Mm-hmm. Can you please tell her to bring every receipt that she has? I sure will. Thank you. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Jason Lee Show via the Hollywood Unlocked uh, YouTube channel. We've grown so much just in the last couple of weeks. You know, it really is a testament of faith, you know, what we did because we left the network that we were on revolt and we decided to just do this on our own and produce in house. I mean, we've already been producing house and everything, but like editing, producing, booking, delivering it, marketing everything. it. And uh shout out to Vibe magazine and our friend Maya over there who ran the Omarion exclusive. Let me give her a round of applause. Because our friends at all the other platforms, Angie at the Shade Room, shout out to you for sharing. Um Robin at Baller Alert, always a great partner. The spiritual word, um, neighborhood talk. Let me give it up to you, Kyle. You guys are really good about, you don't even ask us for clips. You go find them and you post them. So shout out to you and your team. And just everybody out there who's been sharing our content. You know, some of the people in our space are just fucking haters, you know, and they don't support. But we don't pressure anybody to support our content. Mm -hmm. What we do is create content that the culture wants to see. And if you don't see it on your favorite platform, come on over here to Hollywood Unlocked. All right, well, enough of that. Now that we got the housekeeping out the way, let's get to the tea. It's Tea with Jason Lee. 
my transitions are tea. Very. <laughs> so I told Rob when he's in Miami, he should start going out because he doesn't go out, you know? He's like, no, I'm working hard. He just works so hard all the time. I'm like, Rob, you know, you gotta have a balance. You gotta learn to go outside. I went in town this weekend. He been outside. Everybody at the club knows him. The bouncers know him. Everybody. In so, Miami? Yes. He's outside. <laughs> Rob. I'm not outside like that. But when I do go outside, it's a moment. Have you met so, some yeah. friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not disclosing personal information here. Uh, we're both single. Everybody keeps asking me about my relationship. Says I'm single. I'm single and talking to people, as you know. You know, uh, and I'm enjoying life. You know, Miami's been fun. I won't lie. Miami's been fun. But we do realize that we've said this before. We're going to say this one more time. Bobby Lights needs to be stopped. <laughs> what? Bobby Lights invited us to a club. We went there for probably 10 minutes. And then we left Bobby Lights at the mm -hmm. club. Was it the element? No. no. Then why did you? It was a girl was trying to sleep with Rob. <laughs> she was interested. Was she sure. a white woman? No, no. Black girl. <gasps> And then, a, and then a woman literally attacked me walking out the club and fell all over me and then grabbed Rob. We were being attacked by women. It was But a like lot. attacked in a loving way. They weren't like. It was very scary and aggressive. She was like all on my back. I felt like the bottom. <laughs> so you guys need to. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. Nonetheless, we made it out of there. Shout out to Prince who took good care of us. We did a yacht day. We spent a really good time on a yacht, three, four of us. You I mean, guys it was are thriving out very, there. It was very relaxing. That was mm. that was like one time in a long time yeah. we've actually been able to be on a yacht without seven or eight guys. Yeah, it was it was nice and relaxing with a small group. It was. Yeah, it was good. Aww. We deserve that. that. Um, but I wanted to take Rob out on the water because he's been working hard. You know, it's I work hard in a lot. But when you're dealing with what we're dealing with, well, not we're, what he's dealing with. And he, y'all have to understand something. When it comes to business, I don't have the patience that Rob has. That's why he's great at where he is. He has the patience. He's been trying to keep me away from the office. <laughs> and I popped up one day, and now I realize why I don't go to the office. I was trying to keep you away. Yeah. I was. You were. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's great over there. Okay. Let's get to the team. She is hot in these streets, and I'm here for it all. Lori and Damson Idris are no longer a thing. First of all, are you surprised? None of us thought it would last. Lori Harvey, her father has a book called Think Like a Man. Her book is called Think Like a Nigga because she is running through them in a way that I applaud. I went to her party last night to see her face to face so I could say, let me tell you what I was going to say. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> because Lori is getting the good ones and she is tossing them aside like trash when she's done and she doesn't even release a statement. A lot of you thoughts need to really pay attention to the lesson, to the Bible, not the one that Khloe Kardashian keeps talking about. We know ain't nothing holy over there, but them <laughs> draws. <laughs> Lori Harvey is the modern day. What's the white girl name that sucked off the president in the White House? Oh, Monica Lewinsky? No. <laughs> the first one with the blonde hair. The one that you took a photo of? The, the one that died. Oh. Marilyn Monroe. Uh oh. Oh my Lord. God. <laughs> She's the modern day Marilyn Monroe. Think about it. She's beautiful model. Look at her hair. That That's giving 70, 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. 50s, whatever. That's giving that regal. She don't talk about nothing. She just moves around. She just ain't been with no president. Where, where we ain't seen Obama. 
<laughs> but Lori Harvey, I, 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 I got into it yesterday with somebody who was trying to slut shame her. Like she has been with what maybe amount of guys on one hand. Well, <laughs> two if you count Prince from Love and Hip Hop. Know what he said, but that was a mess. But Lori isn't moving. She's moving like a, a, a person who wants to be in and out of love is moving. And these are relationships that we understand are public relationships because she's a public person. And then she leaves and she doesn't trash them. She just moves on. I'm here for it all. She's bad. She uh, had a, an event last night for Pretty Little Thing, her partnership with them where she launched the collection. I didn't stay around to see her because I was tired and I'm old and sober now. So I went home and went to bed. But it looks like the recent rumors about her and Damson separating are true. Because uh, they've now called it quits after only one year of dating. Now, last December, they initially sparked romance rumors and were inseparable ever since. Now, here's a full photo of both of them. Let's get into all this chocolateness. Look at her, looking like a young Marjorie Harvey. Mm -hmm. Is her mother really the heroin lady, though? Y'all gotta go do the research. <laughs> because the tea is Lori's mom. was also in a relationship with her dad's brother, who was her uncle. Do you know that? No. Drug lords, allegedly. Allegedly. And now she's with Stephen Harvey. Stephen's original kids feel like her mother, who's not their mother, is the reason why the father's not as active with them, because he spends time with the other kids. But you have to do this research on your own. But you're not going to see this on Judge Steve because this is not a case that he's going to rule over. In fact, he doesn't like the blogs and feels like you all should stay out of his business. But Cheryl Strawberry, she keep being on the phone with that man in jail telling all his business. We ain't got to say nothing. All we got to do is watch what his co-host is saying. You know, Strawberry, the girl, his co-host. Steve, Har You don't know about Shirley Strawberry? This tea is hot. <laughs> Steve Harvey's, Steve Harvey. Okay, you know how I had blue and damage? Yes. Steve Harvey got a blue. Blue beyond the... Shirley be on the prison phone with her man talking shit about Steve and his wife and they recorded it and released it and, and it just embarrassed all of them and then Steve blamed the blogs. Steve, it ain't got nothing to do with us. Your family feud is all about you, Marjorie, whether or not she's a heroin lady and this girl leaving every man who can't hold her down. Maybe she bathes in grease and she just slips out their hands. I don't know. <laughs> but this man right here stood no chance. I mean, she left Wakanda forever. For him, she left Creed, the man who was beating everybody, punching him out. Couldn't punch him out because he got her. This the boy that was hitting Chloe from the back in that Swarm movie, right? <laughs> I forgot about that. That was kind of hot, I ain't going to lie. Mm -hmm. Damn, now I see Lori. Okay, anyway. Well, <laughs> Hollywood reporters saying that they received a joint statement from Lori and Damson as they split. Now, this is what the statement read. In a joint statement shared exclusively with the Hollywood Reporter, it should say Hollywood Unlocked, but whatever, you know, they go to the whites. On Tuesday, Harvey and Idris said, we are at a point in our lives where our individual paths require our full attention and dedication. We part ways, remaining friends and nothing but love and respect for each other and the time that we share together. <laughs> Not the laugh track. Because there's no trail that either one of you are blazing that requires you to need more time to blaze it by yourself. 
this is where I disagree with social media because now that you all are digging and wanting to know about her past, you've gone through all her list of lovers from the most recent to oldest. And although I don't agree with you, I still have a job to do. Here they are. This is Lori and Michael B. Jordan. As I told you, he was Apollo Creed in that thing. <laughs> Next, we have her and Boo. What? What? Wait a minute. The same Boo who was laying with Tracy Ellis Ross? Boo's a player, though. That's my homie. So there would be no Boo slander on this show. Yes. And Blue, if you look, go back to Lorian Damson. She likes that real chocolate milk. Mm -hmm. That Nestle quick, don't got no white in it milk. Go back to Boo. Because you know Boo is bringing that Nigerian pipe. He ain't playing with you. He going straight to the motherland. He going Wakanda all over that pussy. Mm. Next. Oh, my God. You know what? That scared me. <laughs> that scared me. Look at Future like, I'm trying to get her pregnant. Future, them glasses are too big, but what are your future? Next. She was with Diddy? Oh, yeah. Because I forgot she was also with. Next. His son. Gangsta. Next. Trey Songs. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Lewis Hamilton? Okay. Maybe she wanted a fast car. Next. Now, that's my boy. That's the one she should have stayed with right there. Now, you know Memphis Depay, he's a successful soccer player in Spain. So when we go to Spain, he's already said we're good, right? He also used to date Chloe Bailey. Oh. Oh, yeah. Right. And and Carucci. Oh, so he had a roster too. Why do you think people are so consumed with Lori and who she's dating and why she's dated so many men or the choices that she's made? Like, why do people care? Because she's a woman. And it's it's disappointing, but like I always look at Taylor Swift and I'm like, when she Taylor Swift did the same thing, but she spilled all her tea in her music. Mm -hmm. And I like that you said how Lori, she's just moving silently. She's moving like a dude. You know, she's moving on to the next. She's a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. She's young. Mm -hmm. She's rich. I would do the same thing. Allegedly. We don't know how much money she has. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that she's like an enigma. She's a mystery. Like she doesn't speak on it. When you said enigma, you scared me. <laughs> What? what you thought I said? You said a nigga. Oh my God. I just be looking for ways of making some uh, racial with you. you I know, know I, I know. Go ahead. But no, I love Lori. We didn't even need a statement from a Hollywood reporter because everyone sees like she deleted, they both deleted photos of themselves. Yeah. They both followed each other. She just does it. Silently. Mm -hmm. She's a silent killer. And you know, again, going back to what Rob said, she's a woman. That's why people care. But let's be very clear. We wouldn't be talking about these guys if we weren't talking about her. Yep. So really, she is not, I don't feel like she's moving like the men because the men, when they break up, they want it to be messy. They put it in songs, future talk, you know, they leave mm -hmm. kids around for you to, you know, <laughs> as proof that they were there. You know, they don't come back and take care. But, you know, we are glad that Lori is doing what she's doing and how she's moving. I love Lori. I know she's not a big fan of coming on talk shows or shows because I've invited her here and they have politely passed multiple times, but I always pull up on her. Um, I asked her recent one time I was at, during the Super Bowl, I, I ran into her at, this uh, golfing event, and she's sitting right here with her friends, 
Serena Williams is standing right here. DJ Khaled right here. Tiffany Hash right here. And I walk right through everybody and I go, you be leaving these niggas like a nigga. <laughs> and she just looked at me and laughed. I asked her, she, did you see what I said about you on the Breakfast Club? And she said, no. She doesn't really look at this stuff mm -hmm. from what I've heard. But, you know, I think she moves with a lot of class. I think she she gets it from her mother. Now, her mom may move however she moves like a nigga. But her mother also doesn't talk about it. Like when they went through whatever she was going through with Steve, allegedly going through with Steve, she didn't speak on it. Mm -hmm. I think I love that Marjorie always looks like class. She moves like class. I don't know how her behavior is behind the scenes. Um, but Same. is she? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love I love Marjorie. Um, and they try to discredit her too, calling her the heroin lady, even though I called you that at the top of the show because that's what they be calling you. <laughs> Um, and if you were moving heroin and moving from cousin to cousin or uncle to uncle, that's why your daughter went from Puffy to his son, because you taught her how to do that. You taught her how to think like a nigga. And, and look, I'm not judging because there are men that will go from a woman to her daughter or a woman to her mother in a second. They'll sleep with the twin sisters behind the back, in front of the back. You know, men have no boundaries. So I'm not at all going to create a double standard here. I'm just going to highlight it that y'all don't give a fuck. Y'all literally should be next door to the Kardashians at this point. But, you know. Because Kim is now sister-in-law to a man she was dating when he was with his wife who just had a baby by her sister, Courtney. Travis Barker was laying pipe on all the Kardashians. Well, Game had three of y'all, so he had two. At this point, it's just like, yeah, three times two is six. That's how many girls are, right? I don't know. I'm not doing math over there, neither. They're not taking. They're not keeping up with the math, so I mean, do they care? You know, I want to know if Chris has slept with any of the guys. Uh, I mean, they said that she allegedly slept allegedly. with Drake, and Drake allegedly slept with allegedly. Kylie. So I don't know. Do you guys pass penis pictures around in your phones? Mama should have fun too. Not like that. If Drake slept with Drake, I'm telling you right now, I love you and I'm not here to police your penis. But if you slept with Kris Jenner, you, my friend, you must have been on some real good testosterone because that should make you sleep with everything. I know. Well, meanwhile, after Lori and all her things with Damson have been in the news, Jamie Foxx is also in the news reportedly trying to take things further with his girlfriend, Alice Huckstep. Now, if you don't see the white woman that we're talking about, this is what Alice looks like right here. Um, she looks like she's, she's, <laughs> put Alice Huckstep back up. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't say anything. Cause I can read your mind. I mean, she looks like she works at IBM. I mean, she's pretty. She's pretty, right? In a real basic type of way. But he likes those girls. Because remember, um, who's wife? He took Tom Cruise's wife. What was her name? Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes was a very basic white girl. That's what Jamie likes. Um, and he's rich, so Jamie likes what he gets. Plus, she does look like if he was to have another stroke, she'd be a CNA. You know what? Not that we want you to, Jamie. We're glad oh, that you're doing God. better. Well, Radar Online says that sources told them that Jamie is planning to propose and expand his family with her and that he's real smitten uh, and the couple is smitten and having a lot of fun right now. But baby is absolutely in the plan, they said. Now, Jamie's missing ha having little ones around. As you know, he has two kids, I believe, and would love to have a son. He has his daughter, Corinne, who's 26, and Annalise, who's 15, from previous relationships. Let me show you a picture of the kids. Both have turned out to be young, beautiful women. Both are also mixed race, so clearly he likes to have babies by white women and non-black women, right? Mm, it's fair. My mom did the same, so I'm not mad. Mm. So did my dad. 
Now, Jamie and his girl, they quietly began dating in 2022, but insiders claim that they got super close when Jamie had that earlier health care. Now, you remember they said that he allegedly had a stroke and went through his health battles. We've heard that he was sequestered from a court case where somebody was looking at a lot of prison time, him and Leonardo DiCaprio. But, you know, we don't always get things right. All hell the queen. Now, Jamie didn't know if he was going to live. And so he truly feels like getting a second chance of life is what now makes it want to count. And that he feels like settling down will be the thing. And marriage is just right for him. So he's totally in love and is going to propose soon, allegedly, probably over the holidays. We don't know. But, you know, I'm sure it'll be romantic or they'll get married and he'll blame it on the alcohol. <laughs> get it? Blame it on the juice. Got your feelings. Wait, don't, I don't want to pay for licensing. <laughs> um, do we want to see Jamie married? Yes, yeah, he's you know a man of a certain age. I'm sure when you get to that point, you want to settle down. You want to roll up and see the same person. You don't want a different person every day. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, why do I feel attacked? <laughs> <laughs> that was not. Well, I don't have attack. anybody new every day. But what I will say is that I'm single and I am dating. I'm actively dating. I am waiting to be taken out these lonely streets. My Being wife. sober and and focused and successful and cute, you like where is where are they at? But I will say, and those of you in a relationship in the room will know this: the dating pool sucks right mm -hmm. now, especially in Los Angeles, California. I went to Lori's party as I said earlier. This one right here, uh, the alleged heroin lady's daughter. <laughs> I went to her party last night, and everybody was in there doing this. The worst BBLs I ever seen in my life. You all look like you've been pumped up by a concrete company. It's disgusting. Who would lay with you if you rolled over and then bag of rocks hit me and scraped my knee? I would fucking call nine one one. Some of you are just horrible. Those wigs aren't wigging. Your makeup needs to be made up, and your asses are left on the floor. This girl went up to me yesterday. I was at the bar. She said, "Hi, Jason." I said, "I'm sorry. I just am not. I can't. I can't because when she came." Her titties came three minutes before her. You know, some of these things that you all are putting in your bodies are just not right for your frame. You know, you're walking around here with Paris Hilton body and, you know, you got T.S. Madison hips and tits. Like, it just doesn't fit. And it's just too aggressive and it's scary. You know, I know Halloween just passed, but God damn. Yeah, last night it just really made me sick. I understand everybody wants to be an influencer. But when I think about it, and I think about my rise and where I'm at now, and I still feel like I'm very much in the early stage of my career. I don't feel like I'm anywhere peaking or whatever. Um, I never was that guy that was walking around every party like this and wanting to do every TikTok and every, like live in the moment. Y'all are not even enjoying the moment. Mm -hmm. And shout out to all of you who dressed up last night and used proper hygiene. Please do not network at events or come up and speak to somebody and you ain't brushed your teeth, did a uh, breath check or, or wiped under your arms. I used to have wipes in my car where I would even do wipes and spray before you go in a little cologne, you know, a little mint or something because y'all need to think about the impression that you leave with people like me because I'm going to come here and talk about it. If I snap a picture of you, I might put it up. Oh. All right. Shout out to everybody last night. Girl, who's next? I, you know what I would want? I would want her to get with Drake and to break his heart and get a real good album. Yes. Ooh. Or have an affair with Mary J. Blige and ruin her heart and then she'll put out a fire oh, album. Oh, that. That would be fire. Who else do you think Lori could be with? A, Bow Wow? Oh, she did Adele. That would be a, a great album too. What about Bow Wow? Bow Wow. Mm -mm. Put, put some respect <laughs> on it. I just don't see that. <laughs> uh, Chris Helmsworth? I can see her with Chris Hems Brown. Is it Hemsworth? Chris she does a bad boy future. Omarion, you said? 
No, he's unbothered. <laughs> um, Jeezy. He can get his black but meat on them. Chocolate. We got to think of somebody like Jeezy. Chocolate, chocolate. Oh, Mahar Charlie. Oh, yes. Is he married though? He's, He's older. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, Blueface? <laughs> <laughs> what? Absolutely not. Because then she's going to end up with a baby. And Krishan will beat her up. Um, <laughs> Rob Kardashian. No, come on. Girl. Terry anyway. Crews. Let her get that, get that head, get we that said, We said a black man. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, then she'd also end up with a baby. Baby number 13. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next. Bye. All right. Another person performing last night at the 50th anniversary of hip hop was Jeezy. He's in the news. Um, he's talking about his divorce from Jeannie. And I thought this was really interesting because Jeezy, you know damn well you're supposed to give that exclusive to me because I've been waiting. He hasn't really talked about it, though. Mm-hmm. But he did open up a little bit, and he did it with somebody who is a new friend, uh, and he did it with Nia Long. He taught, he sat down with Nia Long, who I didn't know has a show. I text Nia and I said, girl, get out of my lane. Don't steal my job, this is my exclusive. <laughs> but it, what? I got everybody's number, don't play with me, I'm Jason Lee. Yes, I text her. But Jeezy was supposed to be coming over here to talk about why he chose to file divorce from Jeannie and he hasn't. Now, if you don't remember, in September, he filed for divorce uh, to end his marriage with Jeannie after just two years of marriage and one baby. Now, in it, he filed that the marriage uh, of the parties is ir- irretrievably broken and that there's no hope for reconciliation, which is a nice way of saying, we done fucked up and I ain't going back to that. Well, either way, prior to filing for divorce, Jeezy and Jeannie, welcome to the darling. Let me show you a photo of them. Daughter's name is Monaco. Gorgeous baby. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I like them together. But you never know what people are going through behind closed doors, right? Now, he's seeking joint legal custody since announcing the divorce. Um, and um, Jeannie's kind of talked out a little bit about it. But he's broken his silence now because he's been avoiding everything. I mean, he didn't even tell his team, from what we understand, that he was getting divorced. He had no press, but he had an album come out. So he has to talk to somebody about the music. And in doing so, he chose to sit down with a strong black woman who was cheated on by a strong black man. With a white woman. And Jeannie ain't white, but she like her dark meat on the side. So I kind of like this strategic move because ain't nothing worse protected than a black woman. And ain't nothing worse than an Asian woman wanting her dark meat on the side. And that dark meat and finding some more dark meat and having a Love Jones conversation. Well, they sat down to have that conversation about their respective divorces and finding self-love. Now, during the interview, which seemed like a therapeutic experience, posted on his YouTube channel, Jeezy spoke broadly about love, family, and admitted that he's, quote, honestly never experienced love, especially not unconditional love. And although he said he wants to keep many details of his divorce private, he did share a little taste. This is what he said. What happens when a man gets to the point where they're just like, okay, I'm filing for divorce? Integrity, intact, I, I could never say anything that would Does not honor somebody. That, Absolutely. But I can tell you that this has not been a easy journey. Right. Um, I can tell you that I'm saddened. I can mm-hmm. tell you that I'm disappointed. I can tell you that I'm uneasy, mm-hmm. right? But again, like, God has put me in a different path and that path is going to entail for me to take care of myself and to love myself and to be in the best situation 
and I can thrive as someone who's been through all the things that I've been through. It's kind of something you can't explain. Yeah, you can't. The real thing is like, you know, I don't like to fail in anything. Me either. You know, and, I don't want to lose. I don't want to fail. You know, I don't want to fail. Especially when I know what you've poured in. Right. And, you know, as I sit across from you, like I can only be responsible for myself. True. You know, and I can only do um, what I can do. Right. And I can't expect someone else to do what I'm doing. But did you go to therapy with her? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Right. So you actually addressed it, right. tried to work through it, mm -hmm. tried to do the work, mm -hmm. and it just was like not happening. Well, then shit, you tried. I mean, and that's really all you could do. I mean, I'm all for finding love, but I'm not going to be in a relationship that doesn't serve my happiness. No, not at all. Um, and you like protect your peace. And I think everyone in a public relationship should take a playbook uh, notes out of this playbook because he's teaching his daughter to find a man like him a man who moves with integrity, a man who respects her, because I love the fact that he didn't come out and bash Jeannie and say as much negative stuff as he could to get people to defend his side of the story. So respect to him for that. Listen, every celebrity needs to take a page out of Omarion and Jeezy. They need to teach a course because they answer everything so perfectly. I love Jeezy, such a gentleman. And he like basically says stuff without saying anything in like a great way. And I feel like he didn't want to like disrespect the mother of his child, but I just, I want him to sit down with you because I feel like they will get the real dream. <laughs> <laughs> I told Ernest and Chanel, bring Jeezy over here. Well, I, and I know Jeezy's coming. I, I seen Jeezy at the vice president's house. I've seen Jeezy multiple times. He's giving me my flowers. He watches the show. You went to his dinner that he had for mm -hmm. the release of his book. I like Jeezy. And I, what I love is that through this whole process, the reason why he has not done interviews is he wants to respect her in this process. I mean, they're still going through a legal divorce, a legal um, separation or whatever. So I respect that. And like you said, I didn't think about that. But he is teaching his daughter how to be treated. Because there's a reason why Lori went from Diddy to Justin. Kids be watching. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Um, is that cultural appropriation with Jeannie in that picture, though? <laughs> no. I think they were wearing like some Vietnamese thing. You talking about the, the hair? What? The hair looked like Shaquita from Inglewood. <laughs> it's giving. It's giving Atlanta hair show tea. I don't know. Um, it's I not like the best. It. Well. I'm glad that he's handling his business. And um, Jeannie's been quiet. You know, she usually does those videos with her mom and the cooking and all that. Or, oh, wait, that's Chrissy Teigen. No, you're right, Jeannie. Right? Oh, she, she did stuff content with no, her mom. No, listen, I don't want to be blamed for, like, mixing up the Asians. I'm just saying, like, no, no. I just know, like, they be, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Heat flashes. Okay. I thought the Asian gangs was going to pull up. Like, mm -hmm. what? Okay. I'm coming for you. Let's just go. 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 Bye. All right, Jeezy, pull up. Shit. All right, well. I actually agree with Rick Ross. He wants Jada to go to therapy. <laughs> Y'all gonna put some respect on Jada's name. I don't care. Y'all done stress this lady to the point all her hair is falling out. What? I mean, that is it. <laughs> that is how it, yeah. That's it just sense. a no, saying. No, she stressed herself out. It's just a saying yeah. that like, you're gonna make my hair fall out, right? Yeah. yeah. My mother used to always say that, oh my God, you're stressing me out, my hair's gonna fall out. I, it's, anyway.
because she has alopecia, they're going to say I was wrong. Well, I mean, well, it, you said Tupac had alopecia. <laughs> Nobody told you to talk about that, so we both wrong. Isn't it brought on by stress? So I mean, you didn't say anything wrong. We love you, Jada. Just it's this the show. Well, Jada now may need to seek therapy if she's not already in it because Rick Ross, the biggest boss, <laughs> is going to send her a bottle of Bel Air to her therapy session. Rick Ross is ordering Jada Pinkett Smith to get counseling after going on her book tour and putting her marriage to Will, Bla Will, Will Blast, Will Smith on blast. Now, we all know that Jada dropped this book called Worthy because I bought me and all of us up here. One, have you guys even cracked it open yet? I didn't I've get my cracked hand. it and it's a lot. It's 400 pages. It's I, a lot. I haven't. You've been reading it? Is it good? Okay. It's I've been juicy. in Miami. I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh. But honestly, the headlines are say the whole book so you're good okay look i've even gone on my own little rant or whatever trying to get her on the show if you didn't see my my um begging of jada pinkett to come on my show take a look everybody been watching me blow up on the jason lee show why because that's what you get when you see the ambitions of a writer i'm a straight writer but let me start by telling y'all i've been working day and night trying to get people to understand what i do over here and some of y'all don't get it and i ain't mad at you yeah whether you tune in, don't tune in, and I understand some of you got, you know, kids running around, and my cousin Brenda just got a baby. And Brenda's a name, she's got a baby. I get it, it's a hard thing to do, but I know one thing for sure. I'm not only worthy of all your views, but I'm also worthy of this interview. Jada, pull the hell up. Because Jada, if you come on my show, we know all eyes gonna be on me. All eyes on me. And you. So have your team, call my team. Just hit them up. Nigga, we hit them up. Well, I thought it was creative. She hasn't responded. Maybe she's on a girl's trip. Either way, um, well, her book, Worthy, did hit the New York Times bestsellers list at number three. But before hitting the bestsellers list with uh, all the bombshell revelations, like being separated from Will Smith, allegedly shooting her shot at Tupac, or you know having his ashes delivered to her from Suge Knight, both of them having alopecia, it's just been a lot. Now, Jada first pissed Rick Ross off last month. At the time, he reacted to all the headlines and said he didn't like how Jada was putting her and Will's business on Front Street, claiming that it even made him want to reconsider getting married. This is what he said. At one time, we thought Will Smith and Jada was Shaq and Kobe. Just on some, you know, red carpet, let's get this money type shit. But how Jada Pinkett Smith moving, it, it don't make you want to really be that close with a woman. It'll really make you three consider. Not reconsider, three consider ever being married. Damn, baby. You talking about so much personal business. What was your, what's your credit score? What's your beacon score? We don't believe you was worth 50 million. Now, show it to us. Prove it to us. We don't believe this shit. Now, show us. Show us. Will, go home, Will. Go home, Will. They called me Will growing up. Will, you just, come on, Will. Make her go open you up a moon pie. <laughs> well, now in a new interview with Rolling Stone, Rose gave his thoughts again on Jada's book. Now, here's a photo of his statement. Rolling Stone said, you put out the song Entanglements with Jada Pinkett Smith's ex-lover, August Alsina. So I'm curious what you thought on Jada's book. And he said, I don't think I agree with Jada Pinkett. To me, she's psychologically lost and needs some counseling. Jesus, what you going to tell us next? 
When you tell us you haven't been together in six years, you haven't had sex in this many years, you don't have a prenuptial agreement. Okay, what's next? I heard the book flop because she already told us everything. No one cares. That's what they don't understand. Sometimes as celebrities, you can get out of touch. Will Smith isn't the same Will Smith as he was 20 years ago. Jada Pinkett, come on, Jada. Chill out, baby. You were in the movie Set It Off, and that's all we know you Damn, Rick. You had to read her like that? Damn. Because she was also getting fucked in Jason's lyric. But anyway, go back. Go back to the thing. So, and that's all we know you from. You got $15,000 for that role and that's it. Calm down. You fucked your son's best friend. You said your son introduced you to psychedelics. What's next? And to be honest, we're not interested. I don't want to know if Tupac got alopecia jade or Rose still got love for you. But go sit your ass down. I mean, there's some truth to that. Yeah, but you come in real hard. She's a, she's a, she's still an icon. She's still a she's still a black iconic queen. Like can't come that hard at her. What makes her iconic? The roles she's had that we've known her for. Like leave it as set it off alone. I mean, Jada Pinkett is iconic in the black. What was community. that movie where she was shopping with the guy? Um, she was the little low down dirty shame. Jason's lyric. We can read off the list. The woman has made some iconic films for that black films. Like I, he coming a little hard for. Her. But also, I don't want her to go to therapy until she sits down with you. Like let's have that conversation that part. first. So let's I mean, not encourage. But it did her marriage make to Will Smith make her iconic? Because he's iconic. Mm -hmm. I think that it was a part of it. Yeah. She's she's like, I mean, you know, Hillman grad and that whole like she was good for the culture, mm -hmm. but like. She, has she had real major crossover success? I mean, Girl Trip was a big film. I don't know if she's a... So she's big in the black. Right. But I think everybody knows who she is. But I think maybe crossover did come from her relationship Because Will, Will Smith's been mainstream since yeah. day one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now the book is about him, too. Uh, hmm? Yeah. What do you think, Marina? I love how Rick Ross will just read a bitch for filth and at the end be like, love you, Jada. <laughs> Right, and then he's probably mailed her some Bel Air too. Uh -huh. I mean, why didn't she talk about Jordan Woods in this book? Because remember, her and Chris Jenner got in a whole fight behind the scenes. You know, they were going to beat each other. They're going to meet up Jada at the Calabas and Chris Jenner. Yes, you don't remember when they had that big? Oh, no, was that not public? Oh, I think it was. Well, they weren't going to meet up at Publix and beat each other up, but um, Jada called Chris and like went off on her and said, "Pull your daughters back." And then that's when her and Will brought Jordan Woods on the red table. Mm -hmm. To go after the Kardashians and lay the table. They, they protected. They unfollowed each other. Oh, yeah. It became a whole thing. Like, the Kardashians and the Smiths used to be like this. Because remember, Jaden used to hang out with the girl. Now now they're like that. Oh, yeah. Jada Pinkett and Will. It but was all that for Jordan and Kylie to be friends Cause, again. Because Will was Jordan's godfather. Her father, who died, was like Will's best friend or something. Yeah. You remember? Will opened it up talking. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Kris Jenner, she and the culture... Jada Pinkett in the culture was beating the wrinkles out of Christian. Are you crazy? <laughs> <That's a wrinkles. laughs> okay. Mm -mm. Oh well. Bye. Well, if anybody has a ball gag or a muzzle, Timberland wants it to put on Britney. <laughs> now, the other day, before we even get into the story, I saw Britney dancing. She's just not well. She's not. I think all of you, and you're gonna be mad. 
All of you sick fucks that did the Free Britney campaign, you all are going to go to hell because you freed this caged animal. And now she's dancing around with knives. She's going to turn her little dogs into shih tzu shrimps because she's going to cut them up. The dogs are, dogs can't even come outside no more because as soon as she come here comes sword-wielding Britney spinning around in cyclone circles trying to chop her damn dogs up. Not to mention... We need to get Kaylin to go over there and fix them dark circles around her eyes. You look like a goddamn <laughs> raccoon. Every time you look on the camera, you scare the shit out of me. Your hair ain't never been combed. You look like you smell. Uh, and I mean, I don't even want to hate on you like that, Brittany, because I was a big Britney Spirit. Ooh, I did it. You're toxic. For real. Um, and that's a song of yours, but I think you're now living the whole life. I don't understand why, you know, your mom's a teacher. She got to go back to work because you didn't took all the money. Sam is somewhere saying he ain't dealing with your craziness. Your dad, he just lucky to be out the way. And poor Jamie Lynn Spears, she can't even get invited to the Nickelodeon Awards because you done chopped her up and spit her out. You have no friends. You all alone. You think Britney getting dick? Yeah. Who? Well, I mean, her ex-husband was giving it to her, I'm sure. Well, who else giving it to her now? I mean, somebody's I think she's in that just line. getting it from her, a rose. Her kids don't like her. Her ba- uh, Kevin Federline, somewhere mm-hmm. 300 pounds, want more money. The whole thing is just sad, and I'm going to say this. I was, I love the free Britney documentary where y'all met up in the bathroom and you were trying to free her but Brittany if you got cocoa puffs they had your house for sure because you a little in my opinion because it's just too much well now Timberland has had enough and he says that you need to put a muzzle on it okay because Timberland is now doing damage control as a result of you forcing him to say some things because he apologized to Britney Spears and her fans after he claims that she should be muzzled for dragging Justin Timberlake. Now, you know Dr- Justin Timberlake is bringing sexy back with Timberland. Literally, they made the song. They make lots of hits together. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing sexy back. That's all Timberland. Eh. Okay, well, last month, Britney released this memoir, The Woman in Me, at the same time Jada did. And she dropped lots of bombshells, including the fact that her and Justin had this relationship that, that had toxicity in it that none of us knew about, including the fact that she had an abortion. I'm going to say allegedly because we haven't heard from him yet. But that she had an abortion by him and that he cheated on her, even though he went and cried a river for all of us, making to think that she cheated on him. Well, she said that he allegedly smashed a big name celebrity, which people are probably thinking it was Christina Aguilera, because you know she don't like her either. I'm not saying it was Christina Aguilera, but people are saying, I didn't know people were saying that Christina was a mean girl. Did you hear that? Really? They said Christina Aguilera is a mean lady. Um, and she looks good now. She's Christina. She can sing she um, her ass off. I love Christina, but that still don't mean you can be an evil woman. Mm-mm. Well, she even said that Justin was using black scent when he was hanging out with Genuine, trying to ride that pony. Um, and if you miss it, Michelle Williams even covered her audiobook. It sounded ridiculous. Listen. His band in sync was what people back then called So Pimp. They were white boys, but they loved hip hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. InSync hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. One day, Jay and I were in New York, going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge, blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine, what's up, homie? After Genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of Jay. Oh yeah, Foshiz, Foshiz, Genuine. Jay wasn't even embarrassed. He just took it and looked at her like, okay, fuck you. 
Michelle, don't ever do that again. <laughs> After that clip went viral, you know, uh, social media dragged Justin, but Candy Burris actually took up for him, and this is what she told Page Six. Any thoughts on the heat that JT is receiving? Okay, well, I did not read, you know, listen to the whole book, okay? So to be clear, I don't want to make judgment about the breakup part, but I did hear the clip about what she was saying about how he spoke. I thought it was funny, but I don't want anybody to, like, down of Justin because you got to remember the times that we were going through at the time. That era of pop and R&B, it was like a lot of boy bands that did, like, urban music, urban routines and dancing, the whole image. And that was in at the time, and nobody was passing judgment. Like, right now, I feel like everything that we used to do back in the day, people are getting counseled for now, right? And at that time, nobody knew it was like a problem, you know? So I just feel like that was young Justin. Leave him alone, y'all. Because he's honestly, he was a really, really good guy. Like he was, that, that was one of my groups that I would have to say I had one of the best experiences working with. You know, I worked with a lot of people. But when I worked with NSYNC, they came in, they didn't have any egos, they sang their parts, they did what I said, like, you do this, you do that, and they just came in, they were ready to work, and they laughed, we laughed and joked and had a good time. Kenny Burst is a successful songwriter, I think people forget that because of her, her brand is so big now with Housewives, and she's had lots of success, um, and she getting a bag, because she wrote a lot of these songs. But why nobody came to your defense, Candy, when Keith Lee said that um, Old Lady Gang was a shithole restaurant? I mean... Some, sometimes y'all just need to stop talking. Y'all just be defending people that don't be defending you. This is the same man, remember, who worked with Janet Jackson to pull that nipple out and then let her get slaughtered by the press for years, for decades. We let one of our big black queens get slaughtered. Did you defend Janet Jackson anytime or any place, Candy? I don't think so. Well, if you're a real housewife of Atlanta, maybe you should just be a housewife and keep it shut. Matter of fact, everybody on mute. No, for real, though. I mean, like, JT was silent for years and let Janet Jackson uh, just be attacked in the mainstream press. And Janet actually was really upset about that. And so you probably lost Janet Jackson as a client now. I mean, you know, probably won't ever write for her. But either way, um, shout out to the old lady gang and all the workers over there trying to do their best. And Candy, you're more than welcome to come on our show. I like you. I know that you think I don't like you. And everybody's going to say, oh, my God, he's shading another black woman. No, I'm shading Candy in her restaurant. <laughs> But I started with saying she's a successful songwriter. Do you think Candy's comments, I mean, help at all? Do you think people care? I mean, I think Candy has a, a, a following and she has people who respect and love her. I, I kind of agree with Candy. Like, I just, I don't think he should be like dragged through the mud and destroyed because, you know, the way his, his, his label wanted him to move back then. Like, come on now. I agree. With I just feel like I don't want to hear anybody comment about Britney's book other than I, we want to hear Britney. We don't want to hear Michelle Williams talking about bullshit. Bullshit. Britney ain't even talking to Britney right now. <laughs> okay. Well, in addition to Candy, Timbaland, uh, one of his longtime collaborators and friends, spoke out, and uh, this is what he said: Finding a river is making headlines again uh, because of Britney's memoir. She said yeah, that she's all crazy, right? <laughs> He said what he said, and the fans went crazy. And Timbaland don't be in no mess. Timbaland, shout out to Tim. He's he's cool. This is what the fans said, though. 
One fan said, if you see Timbaland talking shit about Britney Spears, it's because she refused to work with him in 2006 after he begged her to work with him. She chose Donja instead and was executive producer of her whole album, Making History with Blackout. Another fan said, Timberland saying that Justin Timberland should have put a muzzle on Britney is actually insane, considering Britney has been treated like a caged animal for the past 13 years. And this person said, how can you say Justin Timberlake should have put a muzzle on Britney Spears just because she spoke up for the first time after being silenced for years? Do better, Timberland. Maybe she was silenced to protect her from looking the way she looks right now because she looks a plump fool. <laughs> um, wouldn't you do that? If your family member was going to embarrass themselves publicly or look crazy or hurt other people or hurt themselves, kind of control them? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I do not want my family members who are not well dancing around with knives on social media. Like, if Britney no. Spears ever ends up dead, who's responsible? Mm. I mean, she's not in a conservatorship anymore, so. The fans? Maybe. Well, Timbaland heard this and quickly succumbed to the backlash and apologized. This is what he said. To all the Britney fans, I, you right, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Muzzle? You know, it's, it's just certain words that don't like a dog. Like she's not no dog. What the freak am I saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Like if I look at it, you know, from a from outside looking in, you understand? Like from outside looking in, that's that's kind of fucked up. Because I see it from a lot of perspective, regardless of how I how I was saying it. Because I didn't mean I'm just jokingly like that. I'd be like, yo, banana head, and I don't. And you know. I'm gonna be honest, like, you know, just a lot of things like mental health. This you just you, you just don't know what's a trigger. You know what I'm saying? Like other people Yeah, and other people, you know, I'm very mindful of that. But when it comes to this music, I ain't got no I that one I'm a battle. Now you can judge me what I say when it comes to me coming up here sending you sending me some bad, that's a different story. You know what I'm saying? But like even that, man, because I, you know, I still try to find a way to be like, yo, because I say a no today, that don't mean that it'll be a no tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I try to, I give hope, but at the same time, I'm gonna hug you, and I'm gonna keep it 100. But in this scenario, I got, I was wrong. I was just, it just, it was just like, you know how you just got too comfortable, just, 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 just rambling at the mouth. It's just, don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? But from a different lens, you know what I'm saying? Because. That's Justin Timberlake, you know. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's none of my business. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, ain't none of my damn business. I hate when I get caught slipping too. Not that we, we not perfect. Nobody's perfect on this, but I just don't like to be, I don't like to be the one to be in the, in the, in the blogs like that. If y'all Britney fans up in here, if you got a cuckoo, I could talk to y'all. I was wrong, but don't 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 come up here and kill me now. Don't crucify me. You said what you said. Y'all need to learn how to stand on what you said. I think Timberland is a great guy. I think he thought about it. Justin's his guy. You know, the whole abortion thing will keep staying in the news if he keeps talking about it. Maybe he did feel bad, but you said what was top of mind, and we all think it. Put a muzzle on it. Like a dog, yes. Like a like a rabid dog that's trying to avoid being stabbed with knives from a spinning. <laughs> okay, oh, should Jada put a muzzle on it, Timbaland? Because you can't say the black woman needs to put a muzzle on it if the white girl ain't going to do it. That's all. The Jason Lee show is bringing people back together. <laughs>
if you missed the episode where I recently sat down with Omarion on the Jason Lee show, somebody that I've known for like 13 years, I've known these people for years. She don't come on the show. Like we were recently on, this is Karuchi, by the way. We were recently on Celeb Squares together. Karuchi loves me. I love her. I think she follows me. I don't follow her. Not for any reason other than I just, I mean, I just don't. Um, I've known her for a long time and I love Kay. She's a sweet girl, very successful. Chris, I've known for a long time too. Don't talk to him anymore, but I'm I'm just so proud of his growth and what he's been through. And Omarion, I've known for a long time. He's never been on any of my shows and this was the first time on the show. So I had to talk to him about everything. When I don't interview a person ever and they come on my show, like Queen Latifah hasn't been on any show, 30 years of relationship, I'm gonna go back to everything. And if it ever seems dated, it's three-hour interview. We're getting into it all. Now the next interview he comes on, me and Omar won't talk about anything we've already talked about because that's what happens, right? You, it's your first interview. You're going to talk about a lot of things. Well, one thing that I wanted to talk about was this relationship, and I'll even add me in it. I'm putting me in all of this because I was a part of this conversation. This is not me wanting to be in Chris's sex life or Carucci's sex life or Omarion's unbothered sex life. It's me and us because... He, at one point, called me because he was going out with him to bring girls, and I brought her. Earlier this week on The Jason Lee Show, we had a conversation, and there was another viral moment, as usual, where I sat down and asked specifically about their relationship, all of them, and this is the conversation. Take a look. One of the yeah. girls I try to hook you up with that a lot of people don't know is Karuchi. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Me, Chris Brown, and Omarion, y'all were brothers. Yeah. Right? One night, they said, bring all these girls. So I brought all these girls. And one of the girls was Karuchi. Right, right. Do you remember that night? Yeah. Y'all were kind of feeling each other. And that's true. I thought y'all were going to be a thing. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. And then she was, media, she was on media takeout with Chris. Right. And you never say anything. What? If I was you, I would, you know. Come on now, you got to be unbothered. You've been unbothered for a long time. Now, I know because of who I am, they automatically think it's mess. It wasn't mess. Think about it. Chris was a young man just getting out of a situation with you-know-who, very, very public, and I wanted my friend to be with a good girl because at the time, me and Chris were friends. Kay is as good as it gets. Sweet, beautiful, family-oriented. I mean, just talented. Like, she's an amazing girl. And so when they when he said to bring all the girls, I brought her, Claudia Jordan. I wasn't saying this to be messy per se. I was saying that when I brought the girls, I was trying to hook her up with, because I really love Kay, with him, because that's who I was closer to. And he liked her, and she liked, I thought liked him, but nah. She chose him and he chose her and they loved each other for a while when they were together. So it, it wasn't mess that I was bringing up. I was basically saying like, I introduced everybody and they chose and they became a thing. And I wanted to know what he felt about it because I thought he really liked her. You know, his brother has a baby by Janae Aiko. They love the Asian persuasion. But there was no persuading this from being over here. Now, she's told a story publicly that she met him on a set. That was a lie. I think she told Ayala that that was a whole ass lie. That's why she ain't coming over here because she know I got the receipts. I'll trap her into telling that story on my show. I dropped because, you know, I was around at the time. I got the text messages. I kept every phone I've ever had. I got them. 
So anybody that ever says something didn't happen, I will dig a phone out of 1922 <laughs> and lay it right. This is this is where the, the Titanic lies, okay? Well, anyway, uh, besides discussing co-parenting with April Jones, we talked about being betrayed by uh, his former bandmate, Lil Fizz, who dated April, his baby moms, behind his back. Don't believe me? Just watch. Fizz dating April. Mm -hmm. You get betrayed in public mm -hmm. and still give people grace. Yeah. And you might be dancing on Marion, singing on Mar. You a from Inglewood. <laughs> So you know what that means, right? I don't know what it is. I'm gonna let you tell me. But okay. what is that where you did not come unhinged? That we all reap what we sow, you know what I mean? And whatever energy and whatever intent that we create, you know, especially if it's a negative one, you're gonna get it back tenfold. Pain hit different when you gotta sit in it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I felt that one. Then, now, I have to tell you guys, Fizz called me. Fizz saw the interview. Actually, he listened to the audio. So before he even saw it, Damn. he listened to the audio. And, you know, I'm not going to say what he said, but he wants to come on the show. And do you think I should interview Fizz by himself or do I bring Fizz, Raz, and um, Book? I think he should go on by himself. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he has his own story and his own thing. He got the Moniz stuff. He got this. He has a lot. He got that big old penis that was we saw in the kitchen. The so he's getting a mandingo? <laughs> I had to pull it on. Let's see if it's real. <laughs> well, either way, you know, he talked about his relationship with Lil Fizz. And everybody know I used to have a crush on Lil Fizz years ago. Not anymore. Like, not anymore. But I mean, like, you know, yeah, when I went to Love and Hip Hop, I mean, that would have been the one I would have went on a date with. Well, either way, um, this is a photo of Chris and Carucci. Now, going back to this, they were in love. Oh, yeah. And Carucci, in many ways, I'll say this publicly, in my opinion, rescued Chris from a very dark place at the time. Because Chris, before, you know what? was a very young, aspirational, positive, sweet kid, um, you know, who went through a situation and he wasn't allowed to grow through. And he was, even though he was forgiven by you-know-who, uh, people have, I don't want to say unfortunately, but like, it, they've just held it over his head forever. And in many ways, Chris is an icon who deserves the opportunity to grow, but he needs the chance to grow and he needs the responsibility and taking the responsibility to grow because Chris has also put himself in a lot of other situations. But now the father of three, who's still an amazing singer and, and performer, is trying to move through it. Well, he must have saw the video that we just played of Omarion and I talking about Karuchi. Now, this wasn't me trying to hook him up with Karuchi after Chris or while he was with Chris. This was before Hair and Chris even were a thing. Well, Chris must have watched it and this is what he said. Man, if you don't get your lame ass on sore, niggas be reaching for the stars. Well, Omarion must have saw that post, and then he posted the lyric to his song on his IG story, and this is what he said. She saved me in her phone as bestie, but I had her screaming, oh, your girl wasn't supposed to text me. You want to know how I know what I know? Shady booze, you was bothered. Omar, you was bothered. Now, I don't know if this was all subtweeting each other. Maybe they were talking about other people. Maybe it was just a coinkadink. I don't know. But then Omarion posted a clip from our interview with this caption. I always looked at CB as like, you know, like, like a brother. You know what I mean? Even if it's from a distance. Even if, you know, um, I don't agree with some of the things that he says or he does. You know what I'm saying? Like, one thing I do know is, is when I see CB, he always show me respect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He always be like, hey, bro, because I just, 
I seen him um, down in Vegas for um, Lovers and Friends. Mm. And it's been a while since we ran into each other. We actually ran into each other. At and the we're same, able to talk? Yeah, at the same hotel. It was just like, yo, what up? You know, oh, what's up, bro? Uh, I ain't seen a minute. Hey, we going to Usher skate party tonight. He throwing me a skate party. So, mm. you know what I mean? Like, it was still very um, respectful. Mm -hmm. And that's all that I asked. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like I said, I don't forget. Was that shit? The shade was in the caption. I don't think it was shade. Well, the, ca the caption, I mean, he just says he never forget, but people have to understand something. I know Chris has fans who will die for him and Omari has fans that would die for him and I got fans who will ride for me. These were brothers. Like they were, I mean, in my opinion, just from what I saw, they were very close hanging out. I don't know if it was music related, girl related, whatever. Um, I do want to say this as much as people hate on Chris, Chris recently there was a clip that surfaced of um Diddy uh who was dressed up like Batman at um the highlight room and Chris was in the back I, you could see Chris he looks so good so healthy he looks back to the normal Chris that we know and I know he's getting ready to drop an album called 1111 I think it drops on 1111 they say it's supposed to drop today but Either way, um, I'm just proud that he, I'm proud of the growth and that it looks like he's in a good, healthy place. I'm hoping that Chris watches the whole interview in totality because it wasn't messy. In fact, I thought that he he honored him in many ways. I mean, maybe I didn't catch some shade or something, I don't know. Um, and I don't know all their relationship details, but I know I wasn't trying to shade Chris. And I know that my intention asking a question wasn't to shade Chris. I just wanted to know if Oh, would get bothered by any of my questions. So I kept asking him questions that would bother him. Do you regret the fact that you didn't walk away with Carucci? And she did. Uh, he did. Um, you know, I hope that Chris doesn't lose a night's sleep over it. Um, I mean, you're Chris Brown. Why would you, right? And Carucci, I saw her last night at the party. I didn't go speak to her because y'all got so much going on, on the internet. I just give people their space. She was waiting for the heroin lady's daughter. <laughs> What? Just saying. What do you think, Marina? Do you think that that was shade or no? I think that Omarion is not capable of shading. Per oh, se. yes, he is. Yes, he is. He is, but he won't let it be seen. Hmm. Very calc. I, I don't know. I I feel like it doesn't matter. Like, Chris has, like, kids. I know he, like, always loves Karuchi, but, like, he has kids with that other girl. Yeah. I don't know her name. And you know, again, I'll say that um, this doesn't need to be an R and beef because this is literally just a moment in time. I thought it was a post where you know he talked about a relationship that that Chris had in a manner that probably rubbed Chris the wrong way, and it's probably still a sore spot for him mm -hmm. because he probably still loves Karuchi, and Karuchi's moved on. In fact, I think the one reason why Karuchi does not want to come on this show is she thinks I'd ask her a bunch of Chris questions. I'm not going to ask her a bunch. I'm going to ask a few, <laughs> um, but because we've never talked about her relationship with Chris, you know, or that moment. But I wouldn't want to dig all into it because I feel like she's won four or five Emmys now. She's established herself as an actress, as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. She's gorgeous. Like I said, she's never been in the middle of scandal. She has the same friends around her. Karuchi literally is a grown ass woman and she supports the LGBT community. She's literally a gay boy trapped in a little Asian girl's body. All right, uh, bye. Go watch the interview, Omarion on Hollywood Unlocked. I should take some aspirin before this one. She looks good there. Is that a wedding or a funeral, though? Because she always in the news trying to kill somebody. Else. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, Nicki Minaj is in the news, and people are wondering if she's turned a new leaf. I doubt it, but I'm going to get through it. Nicki Minaj has been making headlines in this spin in a positive way as of late, telling her fans to stand down from violence and even helping Soulja Boy stay out of the trouble. Now, if you know anything about politics, you've seen Donald Trump tell people to stand down. But he also told them to stand by. Mm -hmm. And they still terrorize the country and try to overturn the government and kill the vice president and injure the speaker and people were arrested and a woman was killed. Let's stop and talk about this for a second. Now, as you know, Nikki, last time she was in the news, her husband, Kenneth Petty, uh, was all online talking about allegedly hurting Offset, looking for him. There was the whole videos that went viral from the VMAs. And then I went and talked about the fact that Nikki's uh, been alleged to have called people to try to come and get me. I posted the receipts about that, created a lot of conversations that a lot of you weren't privileged to. And uh, then it got radio silence. He went on house arrest, Kenneth Petty did, and then she just kind of disappeared after she had the goons in the studio um, and saying that she calls shots or whatever. I don't know. Nikki the gangster was what they was calling her. Um, we don't talk about Nikki as much on Hollywood a lot because we just over all the bullshit. But now people are saying that maybe she's trying to leave because she's now telling her fans not to do anything. Take a look at the post that she put on her Instagram. She said, Dear Barbs, be sure to never threaten anyone on my behalf, whether on the internet or in person, whether in jest or not. And I don't never, I don't and have never condoned that. We have an amazing album right around the corner, 12-8-2023. It feels so surreal and euphoric, wishing you blessings on blessings. That's a PR statement for me. That's a put this out there in case something happens to Jason thing or something happens to a Cardi or Offset thing because you know I've been pressing the fact that you should be in prison. You and your husband should be sitting cell to cell, wall to wall, talking through a phone or plexiglass because you've tried to get people to come and hurt people. Um, and I, I will stand on that. And I still stand on the fact that I think there should be some investigation into racketeering. We've seen the conversation that I had over there with DJ Academics on his show about what you did with him. Uh, we know about the person DJ Vlad interviewed who said that your brothers went over to hurt him. Um, you, you know, you've threatened people in the past. And this one statement, although I think it's great that you did it, is also very late. Um, you've harassed a lot of people by liking hate posts. You have gaslit fans, your fans, into hurting lots of people. And I love that you're doing it right before your album comes out and wove your album promo into that post that was written by somebody else because clearly your tear ducts are so dry from the Sahara desert of hate that you've dragged us all through for years that I think you're incapable of having a heartfelt moment like that. I don't believe it. I'm calling it cap and I still think you should be in prison. And hopefully somebody calls me at some point because I'm ready to testify. I even bought a suit for it. Um, you know, do you think that she's actually means this, that this is an actual call to action for her fans to back down and leave everybody alone? Absolutely not. I think you hit the nail on the head with two things. I think it hit too close to home when the law got involved with her man and was like, sit your ass in the house because you already have a situation and now you're threatening people publicly. Um, so I don't think she wanted that to come back up. And two, she got an album come out. So this is self-promo. Um, but I mean, I wish it was real because I was reading some of the comments from her fans and they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still going to do what they're going to do. So it's like, 
Oh, yeah. You, they, oh, the fans were telling her, sorry, not listening to you. You've already built it up so much. Yeah. Roman's army. That's what she calls him. She's Roman. I think that if it was a genuine statement, it would have been said like many times ago. Many chances ago. Let me tell you what would have been genuine, Nikki, but you're not woman enough to do this. Come on my show and sit down and talk about it. Talk about the fact that there's been years and years of harassment and us having to go back and forth with your fans and that this feud that seems one-sided has been me having to deal with your fans acting like a terrorist group. You want to talk about Hamas? The Barbs. That's what y'all are, a terrorist group. You want to talk about 9-11? The Barbs. Terrorist group. Timothy McVeigh? You all were in the van with him. The Barbs. You all are terrorists. And you're at the helm of that. And I think you should be held accountable for everything that they've done. Every sleepless night to Jennifer, the woman that your husband allegedly raped or raped or whatever, went to prison for. All the people that you've tried to hire, the goons you've tried to give money to. When they when they follow all that receipts, they need to follow it right to you. And you need to go to prison for that. I think the way that you could have handled it was pick up a phone, got on the phone with Cardi, went and met in a park somewhere and either beat each other up or talked it out and got over your shit or called us and came over here to Hollywood Lock Studios and had to sit down to say, look, years have gone by where it's just unnecessary at this point. I want my fans to know that I mean this. And I would put my face out there. Instead, you get in the garbage can with Tasha K's and you roll around with the garbage pail kids talking this dumb shit. And this is why you're sitting up there with a man in a bracelet around his ankle that can't go near Chuck E. Cheese to save his life. Now, put up her Vogue cover. Look at this beautiful ass cover that Nikki just did. You don't think we want to celebrate all of this? In the middle, you look like Edward Scissorhands' sister. Go back. You look like Edward Scissorhands' sister in a sexy one piece. Don't know what that is, but I love it. With the yellow, you look like Free your mind, in vogue-esque lace, whatever that yellow number is. And on the all the way on the left, you know, you're serving. Look at the cover. I mean, damn. That girl's on Ozempic. I don't care what nobody's saying. <laughs> but she looks good. I am too. We can't even celebrate you because it's always caught up in this and your fans watch how they not gonna listen to you you don't have no control over your fans them little bastards gonna be all over social media with these clips so i'm gonna go viral i'm gonna be told by my team i'm going viral why because they can't handle themselves okay these little yellow bussers they're not gonna do nothing but spend all day because they think they're protecting you when really they're hurting you your crown has been tilted for years as a result of this and you know what nikki Nobody's going to tell you this because they think you're going to call everybody. I mean, I know you called somebody on me because I already posted that clip. It's all over YouTube. Mm -hmm. Them receipts are out there. And we've already done the protocol to make sure the police come and get you if something happens. But yeah, I don't believe it. I think it's great, though, but it's late. Mm -hmm. And it's just the timing of it is very questionable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think Nicki Minaj will ever reconcile everything she's done to people? I want her to. Like, I, w I, w I, w I would hope she at some point, like, championed that like goes out and champions the, the success of other female rappers and understands that she is herself like a legend of hip hop and she should no one can take that away from her by like being a new artist that's great like i wish she would at some point like be out there in a positive way supporting other black women who are doing their thing presently like i hope that can happen one day I well, here's a moment recently where she did step in for a black man j cole recently uh, did an interview where he talked about um, Soldier Boy, and this is what he said: When Soldier Boy was first coming out, mm -hmm. you gotta I think my my favorite rappers, 
Pot, Nas, Jay, Andre 3000. Boom, 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 boom. This, the highest skill level, boom, boom. And I was kind of living a double life. I had like a rapper life, like where, where I, would, I had music friends in the city. There was a lot of them was older than me, like mentors. Then I had my real friends that I would be hanging out with. My real friends was playing 3-6 Mafia, mm. uh, uh, Lil John when he came out. Whatever the fuck was popping, whatever new rendition of black culture was penetrating, like, like music coming up mm. in the South, they was on. A lot of that shit for me, artistically, and what I stood for morally as an artist, I was conflicted because on one hand, we partying all the time to this music. But on the other hand, I'm like, man, this shit go against everything that I think that I am or who I am. I had some fake morals mm -hmm. about myself, right? Around the time Soldier Boy came out, I don't know how this happened, but I had a, a realization within myself. Because I'm hearing that shit and I'm like, man, this shit. Mm -hmm. Soldier Boy, tell me. It sounds crazy to say now because it's such a classic to me. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I had resistance. Similar to when you came out and mm -hmm. your class came out, I had resistance. Nah, that's not the thing that I love. Like, what? Y'all fucking with this? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I was one of them. Yeah. And it was literally a part of me that had a realization. And I was young. And I was proud of myself for this realization. Because yeah. I was like, bruh, you a hater. Like, yo, you are literally hating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you are literally, you know you like this shit, actually. Yeah. You be with your friends and you know you done did a, you, yeah. Yeah. you know you done that. Yeah. So why would you front on this nigga like mm. anywhere at any point? What you be better off doing is you need to look at a soldier boy. You need to look at a such and such. Whoever was out at that time might have been snap music at the time. Mm. What you need to do is you be better off realizing that these dudes is talented and they understand something that you don't understand. And they figure something out. And bro, I swear to God, like. I switched my mindset and I just turned from a hater as a youngin. Mm -hmm. I turned from a hater to just an appreciator. That was a conversation that J. Cole, who's iconic and everybody loves, um, and and unproblematic, he was having with Lil Yachty on a podcast that Lil Yachty has. Well, Soldier Boy heard that and he responded to it only the way that Soldier Boy could. Take a look. He said, Hey, bro, don't speak on me, J. Cole. I'm not no Lil Pump, Drake, or none of these rapper niggas on God. You a bitch, J. Cole. Fuck you and your fans. Niggas will slap the shit out of you. You fuck your opinion, dirty stink dreads having ass. And all of this, I'm not gonna read all that. Well, Nikki caught wind of it, and this is why I'm asking: Is she turning a new leaf? Because this is what she said on live with Soldier Boy. Look. So, it is so what, what you it was is. mad at today? Who you mad at today? I ain't mad at nobody. It's just the fact that J Cole. Why is you going on a podcast talking about you don't like my music? Who who cares what you like, fam? Babe, you know what I'm saying? Babe, I, babe, he never said that, babe. What did babe? What did what did he say? He said he that say? that he said that he what he had to keep it real with himself and admit that people like you are are what was really like keeping the wave going and like really bringing the energy. And some people, and he didn't want to really say that to certain people. Or admit that he admit that, or he he basically gave you props like yo people like you. So what the fuck was you on when you misinterpreted it, and now you sitting here doing the most again? I, I don't know, man. I guess so. I'm gonna go with y'all. If Nikki, that's the last person that snapped it. Nikki said I heard it wrong. I heard what I heard, but 
All right, cool. He's you not even that. He don't even strike me as that type of person. And you, you know, like he. Why would he out of nowhere just come on somewhere and say, "I ain't let." No, he. That's he, he that's didn't. What say, I, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, babe, he didn't say that, boo. I, now, I want you to listen to me carefully, right? I have a, a special gift, okay? And I'm not trying to be funny, right? right? Okay. I want you to breathe and. Do you feel right now in this moment? Do you feel love around you? Not on the internet, in your real life. I feel love. I, I'm definitely love for sure. You know what I'm saying? I get a lot of love, but it's just like. But do you no? I didn't ask you. Do you get love? See, getting love and feeling loved are two extremely different things, and that is. And I'm so glad you said that. That's why motherfuckers got the internet killing them. Because people do not understand the fucking difference. I feel that. I asked you, do you, right now, behind off the internet, do you feel loved? I feel love. I feel love, Nikki, no care. By the love. people in your, in your inner, innermost circle? Of course. Good, good. Because I, I really want that for you. I, like, you deserve it. And I, I want that for everybody. Like, I truly want that. I want people to really stop trying to front for the internet. And not saying that you do. I don't think you do. But you know what I'm saying. Like, people who posting pictures every day about, and then shit don't, ain't even happy. You know, we got to get back to the place where we, where we don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what no, no internet say nah, that's a fact and as long as we know and we waking up happy in the morning giving that's god the glory i'm gonna try to chill out i'm gonna try to chill out a little bit nigga it just i just feel like i be having to just say what i gotta say bro it like it be sitting on my heart you know what i'm saying like it be like i don't know it be like i feel like if i don't say what I got to say that I'm being fake, like I'm not being real. You feel right. what I'm saying? But All right, say it. Let's get this off your chest. And I'm not even trying to be funny. I already take, said it. Take two minutes and say it again. Say say how you feel. Again. Jake, Cole, you ain't, well, well, I, well, I don't want to keep dissing this man. You feel what I'm saying? I feel like I already said what I had to say, but it's just like, okay, this, this is real talk though. Okay, cool. You want to interview, you say you gave me my props, whatever. I heard what I heard. You ain't never wrote and produced no number one record. I did that when I was 16. Drake just gave you your first number one this year. That ain't even a solo record. You own the song as a feature. You should not speak on me in no type of way, period. That's what I had to say. <laughs> you feel me though, Nikki? Like, you, feel, you see what I'm saying? Now, like, had he done that, now, had he done that, I would have felt you, but he didn't. Okay. So, but now we know and see, it's okay. It's okay. Yes. okay. See, see, sometimes, sometimes, right, you know, I'll cuss a motherfucker out in a quick fast. Like, you understand? And then, and then, I'm, you know, I fall back, I smoke my little, you know, I smoke my, my weed. And then I realize, oh, shit, I might have played myself or... Or I interpreted or heard something wrong. Or maybe I was a little too hard on that person. I hope, you feel me? I hope this is the case. I no, hope I, I'm, 
I hope I'm in the wrong. No. I hope I. Jay, I hope I'm no, but I'm telling you that you are, and I wouldn't say that. Who? Why would I give a fuck to say to defend anybody? I'm telling you what really was said, and it's okay. So she basically told him he was wrong and that, you know, um, J. Cole was actually honoring him by saying that, you know, you were the wave and he didn't know and he was being a hater. He acknowledged that, which is rare for people to do publicly. And Nikki kind of schooled him on it and Soldier took responsibility. So is she turning the leaf? Like, or is this like her, the probation master from New York City saying, hey, girl, y'all finna get locked up? It's given the latter. Yeah. Well, one thing for sure is that this has really made me kind of think about a situation that is big in the news right now, and I don't know where I stand because I first said when Young Thug got arrested that I don't think that rapper lyrics should be used in courts or in court hearings against artists, against artists, right? Because these are people who are telling stories from our communities. These are people who are, you know, basically painting pictures of things that we all can relate to. But when you think about it and you think about Nicki Minaj and what her husband and her have been doing and harassing people and her making, you know, references at award shows, like she called 20 thugs and they pull up and do whatever she said when she was at an award show with 20 thugs, allegedly, I'll say. Allegedly. You know, um, those are lyrics that should or could be used against you in a case. Nikki has made me actually rethink my position on this. Young Thug, as you know, who's up for the YSL Rico case down in Atlanta, uh, you know, he just caught an L because now we learned that the judge has ruled that 17 sets of rap lyrics will be used as evidence in Thug's trial, but not only, but only if the prosecution lays a clear foundation with a solid connection. So uh, Young Thug's lawyers arguing that uh, it is art and that there's a right to free speech, but prosecutors are saying that there's a real meaning behind some of his more violent bars, which brings us back to this Nikki thing that she claims she no longer supports violence, but everything you said and done has been violent. And the timeline has been on there to show that all the stuff, all the mayhem you and your husband have created is all before you posted that stupid post. Um, we don't know what's happening behind the, new, the, the scenes. Maybe the attorney general is after them, or maybe the probation people are really pressuring them, or maybe there's stuff being brought up in the court case with the woman that said that her husband raped her, that now it, they're going to put all this evidence out there. And again, if Nicki Minaj's bars line up and there's a clear foundation that she's hiring people to go after people, lock her up. Do you think that, uh, put it back up, I do want to talk about it more. Do you think that rapper's lyrics should be used against them in a court of law? I do. Like, I think that there has to be a fine line between art and free speech because, like, we've talked about this before. Free speech doesn't mean you can say whatever you want without consequence. If you get on a plane and say, I have a bomb on me, like, you have the freedom to do that, but there's going to be a consequence to your action. So I think if you are using your lyrics to promote a violent crime that you have committed, where the victim is now being re-victimized by your art, that's a pro that's problematic to me, and it's dangerous. So I think before you put something out, like stupidly, think about it first. I don't know. I I'm torn on this because I I do feel like it's an expression. It's your art. You should be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about, but you should have consequences. Because what if your lyrics are promoting violence, so other people you know do violent things in their own lives? You know what I mean? So I don't know. Lock her up. Oh. That's all. That's the end of the show. It's time for thoughts and prayers.
When you love somebody, you just got to let them go. And if they come back, they were always meant to be yours. And if not, perhaps things just didn't work out for a reason. And although Jeezy and Jeannie caused an uproar when they first got together and then got married, we didn't forget that like and dark meat on the side comment that she made. The couple actually appeared to be truly in love, having a baby and all that. However, Jeannie's comment may have ended up being an omen, as she, as we are now seeing with her and Jeezy divorcing over different cultural views. Now, for the most part, to the public, the separation has been amicable, and we just hope things continue to stay that way for the sake of their daughter. Now, in Lori and Damson's case, were we really all that shocked to see this couple split? I mean, we all know that Lori lives her best life. But did you see them as a forever thing or tying the knot to become a power couple like Will and Jada? I better stop playing with this damn show. Oops, that might not have been the best comparison. Maybe Will and Jada are still marriage goals. I mean, being that after seven years separation and Will slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars in Jada's honor helped rekindle their union. I mean, for them, loving each other and letting one another go has proved the saying to be true. Even though Rick Ross believes that Jada should be mentally evaluated, the nerve of him. And the nerve of Timbaland wanted to order a muzzle be put on Britney Spears for also speaking her damn truth, knowing he witnessed some of Justin's wrongdoing. Allegedly. Well, he may have even been an accomplice when he produced Cry Me a River. Meanwhile, Omarion danced his way into the Jason Lee show and told us that Karuchi was supposed to be his girlfriend and Chris Brown seemingly wasn't here for it. But regardless, could there be a future for O and K? Maybe. Okay. Get it? Okay. Well, if you didn't just know that this episode of the Jason Lee podcast has come to an end, Guess what? We'll be back next week with a whole lot of mess. This is it. Please make sure that you go to HollywoodUnlocked.com slash shop right now to get this gagging hoodie because it's available. I'm going to go ahead and give myself a pause because I designed that and bought it in China. You know, the funniest thing was sending Rob to figure out how to buy clothes in China, right? It was a lot. Do you remember we were going to send you to China? Yeah, I remember what? that was a conversation. Oh, yeah. I was like, go to China. He was like, no, <laughs> go to China. Yeah, we were, yeah. Okay. Um, but also, if you remember, back in June, we had the third annual Hollywood Unlocked Impact Awards, and it is finally here. If you missed it, it aired last night. Take a look at this promo clip. Congratulations to the recipients of the third annual Hollywood Unlocked Impact Awards. For remember something that we learned in the 90s for us, by us? It's always hard for me to see myself as an icon because I don't do it by myself. We should all get up for Halle Bailey, the first black Little Mermaid. If we don't bet on us, who will? Shout out to Johnny for the promo clip. I mean, damn, it, it was good. Okay, so make sure you go check that out. That's on the Hollywood Unlocked YouTube channel, too. Next year, I'm telling you right now, I'm claiming it. It will be televised. Uh, lots of people at the table right now, so I'm really excited about that. Follow us everywhere on social media and tune in to The Jason Lee Show because Carlissa and DJ Vlad are coming up next. Peace. The Jason Lee Podcast.